Welcome to Time of Restoration broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, to encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We are so glad that you've tuned in uh, with us on this morning. And we thank God for this being a new day. A day which the Lord made for us to rejoice and to be glad in it. I thank God for his master plan of redemption. I thank God because he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I thank God today for salvation. I thank God for being redeemed. I thank God that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I thank God that I'm clothed and in my right mind. When I woke up this morning, I didn't have to have anyone to wash me, to bathe me, to dress me. I was able to do for myself. And there are so many people today that are lying in hospitals and in, in, in their homes that are on their sick beds, unable to do for themselves. But if we woke up this morning and we were able to do for ourselves it is a blessing from on high and we do not take it for granted so we just thank god for each of you that are joining us on this morning or it could be this evening uh we thank god if you're listening to us from your bedrooms or your living rooms or whether you're in your automobiles we welcome you to time of restoration radio broadcast and we just thank god we just finished a series, a teaching on the power of the word, and we know there is power in his word. There's power in the word of God. The scripture clearly says that his word shall not return void. It will accomplish that that it is sent out and set to accomplish. So we know that his word is powerful. So this morning, I'm going to be starting another lesson and this lesson is going to be titled, Don't Forfeit Your Peace. Don't Forfeit Your Peace. The scripture text will be coming from John chapter 14, verse 27. And it reads as follows. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before your throne room of grace. O oh God, with boldness and not with timidity to thank you for all that you have done for us. Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. But Lord, had you not died for us, where would we be? If you had not rose again, what, where would we be? We would be a people most miserable. So Lord, we just thank God for Jesus. We thank God that he lives on the inside of every believer. He walks with us and he talks with us. And he tells us that we are his own. I tell you, I thank God for Jesus. If it had not been for Jesus on my side, I don't know where I would have been many times. 
but he's always been faithful. I've come this far and I find no fault and I feel like going on. I tell you, don't give up. It's not time for quitting. It's time for holding on. And, and, and in your midst of holding on, you want that peace to surround you. You want to submerge in peace. You just want to be surrounded with peace. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So today, don't let the enemy cause you to forfeit your peace. Don't let circumstances cause you to forfeit your peace. Don't let the lack of faith cause you to forfeit your peace. The Lord says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. That's a promise. And, and, and his promises are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. So we can bank on that promise. We, we, don't, we do not have to forfeit our peace. We can keep the peace of God in our lives, in every situation. Now we know in life we come up against many things that are designed to distract us, to wipe us out, or to blow our minds. Satan designs many of those things for, our, for one purpose only, and that is to bring discouragement in our lives until we get to the point that we forfeit our peace. Kasuth quoted, I am a man of peace. God knows how I love peace, but I hope I shall never be such a coward as to mistake oppression for peace. What a quote. Because sometimes we can get so uh, satisfied or in the state that we're in, and here we can be oppressed and, and, and mix it for peace. No. He says, I don't want to get to that place that I will think and mistake oppression for peace. We must also know that all things that come our way are not designed by Satan, but some are designed by God for shaking us up, pressing us down, and squeezing out of us those things that would hinder our growth and stagnate our anointing. There is a place that some of us are going that it requires many of these challenges for the sake of those we are to help in our future. So this morning, I would like to use as a topic, as I forestated, don't forfeit your peace. Now the word forfeit, something surrendered as punishment, penalty, or fine. To surrender or be forced to surrender as a forfeit. Other words you can use for forfeit is lose or drop. I am reminded of a hymn we sing. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Jesus stated in Luke 18 verse 1, and he spake a parable unto them 
to this end that men ought always pray and not to faint. So when you are praying and you're always praying, you cannot have a prayerful spirit and not be at peace. If that is the case, something is wrong. And we'll, we'll discuss some of those things that would be wrong that would uh, cause us to forfeit our peace. Now, let us talk about and define the peace that was left and given to us by Jesus Christ. The one thing we do know is not the peace that the world gives because the peace that the world gives is temporary. You know, some people find a little peace when they get a little high on drugs or on alcohol or if they have a, a, a sex splurge and they find a certain type of peace, but that's just not a lasting peace. The peace that he left for us is a peace that will surpass all of our understanding. Sometimes we can be in the midst of chaos, but yet we are walking in peace. And our friends and our neighbors and our loved ones can't figure it out. But it's because it's the peace that God left for us. So we thank God for peace. Now the word peace in the Greek is called irene. And that is spelled E-I-R-E-N-E. -E. And it means rest. In contrast of strife denoting the absence or end of strife. Irene denotes a state of untroubled, undisturbed well-being. James 3.18 says, And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. You know, there is a law, which is called the law of reciprocity. We reap what we sow. Now, if, you, if you're not sowing peace, don't expect peace. But if you're sowing peace, you should uh, expect peace to come your way. Now, this peace in James 3, uh, verse 18 says, this, this is its meaning when used as a form of salutation and greeting. Luke 24 36 and says and as they thus spake jesus himself stood in the midst of them and saith unto them peace be unto you and when taken leave as in mark chapter 5 verse 34 and he said unto her daughter thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace and behold of that plague. Now, these two scriptures, the one scripture in Luke 24, verse 36, when the uh, disciples were in hiding after Jesus had been crucified, and of course he had risen from the grave, and he just appeared in the midst of them. And when he appeared, he said unto them, Peace. He, he, he greeted them with a salutation as a greeting and and then also the other scripture that's in mark 5 34 where he says and he said unto her daughter thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace and behold of that plague 
this was the woman that had the issue of blood. And she followed the crowd and, and pressed in and, and she was able to touch the hem of his tallit. You know, that's like the prayer shawl. And he, she was only able to touch just the hem of it. But touching the hem of that made her whole. And he knew, and he asked the question to his disciples, who touched me? And the disciples were saying, my Lord Jesus, all these people that are thronging and that's pushing on you, how would you ask such a question? But he knew that his virtue had left him. And he knew someone had touched him. And when he turned around and beheld that woman, and he said to her, he, and he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and behold of that plague. And she had been suffering with the issue of blood, had been bleeding for months, had spent all of her money and gone from one doctor to the next doctor. And some of these things are going on today. People are sick sometimes. The doctors cannot find out what's wrong with them. And they're going from one doctor to the next, spending all amounts of money. But yet, we know in the midst of that, God can tell us, heal us, and tell us like he told this lady, go in peace and behold, totally healed. So we just thank God that the Lord wants us to experience his peace. His peace that surpasses all understanding. Now, peace as a messianic blessing is that state brought about by the grace and loving mind of God, wherein the, the arrangement and distress of life caused by sin are removed. Hence, the message of salvation is called the gospel of peace. Acts 10.36 the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Now, peace speaks in effect of the salvation that Christ's redemptive work will achieve for his disciples, total well-being and inner rest of spirit in fellowship with God. All true peace is his gift, which the repetition emphasizes. I do not give as the world gives. In its greetings of peace, the world can only express a longing or wish, but Jesus's peace is real and present. I mean, when you take that world's peace and you feel like, okay, I think I'll drown myself in a bottle of wine or whiskey or drugs. But you have, when you wake up the next morning, you have a hangover. You have the worst headache. You have no peace. So the world's peace is only temporary. But God's peace is everlasting when we allow it to be everlasting. When we allow the peace to rule in our hearts. And so, in other words, we have to make a quality decision to let, to let peace rule, to let, to let peace take charge, you see, and not be all agitated. So we just thank God that peace 
speaks, as I said, in effect of the salvation that Christ's redemptive work will achieve for his, his disciples, total well-being and inner rest of spirit in fellowship with God. Now, when is peace forfeited in our lives besides when we fail to pray? Peace is forfeited when we seek revenge. Vengeance is the Lord and he will repay. This is found in Romans 12, 19 through 21. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. When we refuse to forgive, we can forfeit our peace. Mark 11, 25 through 26, and it states, And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. So it is important that the things uh, when is peace forfeited in our lives besides when we fail to pray is when we seek revenge, when, when, we, when we refuse to forgive, and when we hold on to the past. Uh, if David was able to pray, asking the Lord in Psalm 25, 7, remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. And Paul, in Philippians 3.13, was able to say, Brethren, I'll count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. You cannot go on in the future dwelling on or in your past. You have to learn to forgive yourself, learn to forgive others. Don't, don't try to seek revenge, but walk in the spirit of forgiveness. Okay, what is the end result of peace when it is not forfeited in our lives? When we live at peace, Romans 12, 18, verse 20 and 21, it says, If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil but overcome evil with good. Hebrews 12, 14 states, Follow peace with all men, and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. B, when we allow the peace of God to govern, control, and direct our hearts. Colossians three fifteen, 
and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. And see, when we let the past go and begin to think on the things that are worthwhile thinking about. <laughs> my Lord, my Lord. Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if that be any virtue, if that be any praise, think on these things. Yes, it might be true. Your money is funny and you don't have enough to, to, meet, to meet your bills. It might be a fact, but it is a truth that God says, I shall supply your need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know, some things might be factual and might be truthful, but we're not going to think on those things that's, that's going to destroy our peace and take our peace away from us, but we're going to think on the things that are honest and pure and just and lovely. If that be any praise, if that, if that be anything that's noteworthy, you know, we're going to think on those things. And by doing so, you will not forfeit your peace. The Lord says, my peace, I leave with you. That, I, mean, I mean, you can't even touch that peace. You can't even touch it. My peace, the very God of peace, Shalom, the very God of peace, he's left with us. And so we see here, so this morning as I uh, come to a close of this teaching, uh, there are four P's I would like to leave with you. Pray. Pursue, persistence, and promote. And if we allow these P's to operate in our lives, we will never forfeit our peace. The first one is pray. And as we read where it says in 18, Luke 18 and 1, men ought always pray and not faint. You know, prayer, you have to labor to pray many times. A lot of times you might not feel like praying, but you have to labor in prayer. Labor, labor. I mean, birthing souls in prayer. You know, praying for people that are sick in prayer. You know, people that are bound by the enemy. You have to labor. Then we have to pursue. Means to follow in an effort to overtake or capture. So... When the Bible says, pursue peace, it means you have to run after peace, overtake it, and pursue it. And sometimes we have to, you know, a lot of times people have to run away from situations to keep peace and to pursue peace. People think that you're afraid when you run, but sometimes you're just keeping your peace. I would rather run and keep my peace and to stay there, be frustrated, forfeit my peace, and then I'm frustrated. No, it's best to pursue peace if you have to run to pursue it. And the next P is persistence, meaning to hold firmly and steadfastly to a purpose or undertaking despite obstacles. In other words, it's not time for giving up, but it's time for holding on. 
despite what you're going through, despite what you're facing, you're going to be persistent that you're not going to forfeit your peace. Then the next P is promote. That means to contribute to the progress or growth of. In other words, don't be a part of the problem, but be a part of the solution. Don't forfeit your peace. God does not want us to forfeit our peace. He says, my peace I give unto you. My peace I leave. Let not your heart be troubled. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And that word trouble in that passage means don't let your heart be agitated. And how many times are we not agitated in life? So when you're agitated, you're forfeiting your peace. So don't let your heart be troubled and don't forfeit your peace. So we thank God for the lesson on this evening. Don't forfeit your peace. This morning or this evening, if you're out there and you're, you're, you're not uh, at peace and you're agitated in your heart and your mind and your soul and in your spirit, we would like to pray for you, th pray for you this morning. So, Father God, I just pray for those that are battling situations, facing all kinds of circumstances, Lord. Let the peace of God rule in their hearts. Don't let them give up, Lord. Don't let them lose heart. Let them realize that we go from glory to glory, from one situation to the next situation. But while we, while we are going through, Lord, you are squeezing us, you are making us, you are building us up. And Lord, we just thank you today that you will give every person that's going through and, and, and having a lack of peace. And whatever we do, we don't want to get to the place that we will mistake oppression for peace. We know what your peace is like. It's, it's, it's peace that surpasses all understanding. So tonight we are praying for our listeners. And if you desire to call, feel free to call tonight. And we will you know, pray with you uh, uh, again, one-on-one. Uh, uh, -on -one. So for those that would like to accept Jesus tonight, just ask the Lord to come into your heart. Believe in his death and his burial and his resurrection. Ask him to fill you with his spirit, to write your name in the Lamb's book of life, to be your Lord, your master, and your friend. And if you have prayed that prayer of salvation tonight, please give us a call, let us know. And the numbers will be given at the end of the broadcast. So whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus, for Jesus is Lord. God bless.